0: Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. Well, I cannot believe we are just a couple of weeks away from Christmas. Uh, Listen, let me just, a week, yes, we are a week, just over a week, in fact. Listen, if you're listening to those announcements over times, may seem a little confusing. I, I want you just to grab a flyer put in your diary simple easy. We have a Christmas Eve Sunday morning service, Monday morning 8:30. we have a New Year's Eve morning service and then for the spiritual people in the house, we're back at 11 p.m. at night praying in the new year. For those that aren't spiritual, we pray for you alone. So good, so good. So good. I see there's a few New Year's babies on the way as well. Well done to you all. It's exciting. What a great year it's been. For some, it's been amazing. For others, this year's been a challenge. And listen, I want to, for the next two weeks, speak to what may be uh, a challenge for you this year. And listen, I I know some years are filled with challenges. That doesn't mean our year is a challenge. They're filled with challenges. Some of us Feel like we had a great year, yet still there were some challenges amongst that. And I want to speak to the reality of, of how we, we build well into a new year. Um, I used to play football as a younger man, I used to play rugby league. And I remember a, a football coach that I had in probably under 17s or under 18s. And I remember what he used to say to us all the time. He used to say this if you finish terribly, in a, in a training session, you'll start terribly in a game. And uh, he was the sort of coach that if you drop the ball whilst you're practising your plays, he would make you keep doing it and doing it and doing it till you got your play exactly right so that you could finish training in a good way. I remember one time we did it, this play so many times to finish off our training. Training goes a half an hour later and finally our coach said, Now, I want you just to walk and pass the ball to the person beside you so you can't drop it because we're not going to go home anytime soon if you don't do this because I want you to finish well so that you can start well in the game. Uh, I do believe that week we got absolutely flogged because our finish was terrible and our start was terrible. You know, there's a reality for that in our lives. Making sure that we finish well. Making sure that we get out of the year well. Listen, I don't mean finish with perfection. I don't mean that everything go right for you at the end of the year. Most of the finishing well has to start on the inside of us. Sometimes we've got to deal with the issues of the year so that we can finish well internally. Listen, we may be not going to finish well externally. The end of this year for some of you could be Family members arriving at your house. Someone telling me 12 family members, 10 family members arriving at a house. Listen, that be not be a physical finishing well, but finishing well on the inside is a really important aspect for our lives. Sometimes we get through a year and things were so tough, we just want to bury it all and hope that we slide into a new year with that rubbish buried from the year that's just gone by and hopefully it doesn't dig itself back up again. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, fish heads in my, in my esky and I left them a day too long and the ice in the esky had melted and when I opened that esky just to check to see if they were okay, they were very, very smelly. So I decided my dad's building a new garden and I'm like, you know what would be great to bury in that garden would be those fish heads, you know, it's going to be great for dad's garden, it's going to make it awesome for stuff growing in it. So I dug a hole and I noticed these new gardens still not quite cultivated enough. And as I dug that hole in a bit of a rush, I realized I couldn't dig as deep as I wanted to, but I was in a rush. I dug it just deep enough to put that fish heads in that hole and I buried it back over again with a little bit of pat on the top, just to hopefully that stays as it is. I noticed when I arrived home that afternoon, there was quite a bad smell and I went up to see if if the garden was looking okay, but Dad's dog had dug up that fish head and had been rolling in it and dragging it around the backyard. So I tried to rebury that fish head, but it was even harder to bury the second time. And I noticed the next day that our dog came up to that garden and dug that same fish head up and dragged it around and rolled in it and stunk like fish heads again. I think over the next week, Dad and I reburied that fish head a number of times. Because those dogs just kept digging it up and digging it up. Listen, if you head at the end of 2023 with a shallow bearing of the issues of 2024, without stopping and taking note and taking account and letting God do some work in your life, at the end of this year, you'll start with stinky fish heads coming up out of your life, having to face the same issues The same internal problems. Listen, the external problems aren't the problems. It's what happens on the inside of our life that sometimes we just need to stop and deal with and let God deal with and let God heal in our lives. I want to speak through over these next two weeks, finishing well, dealing with some of the areas that lay around our lives that we need to stop and just say, God, work through this stuff as we wrap up our year, as we finish and keep some stuff just buried, buried in Christ, buried in the goodness of God in a big way. My first thing I want to talk about over these couple of weeks, uh, these coming weeks, is actually dealing with lies. Dealing with lies. You know, all of us carry lies through our life. All of us carry lies on the inside sometimes. In John chapter 8, Jesus speaking, says this in verse 31 and 32, Jesus said to the people, who believed in him you are truly my disciples and if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free and you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free can i just say if you're here in this room and you're a believer the word of god is essential for your life The Word of God is so important for who you are as a believer in this house. Now, the Word of God is important because the Word of God is filled with truth. You know, there's nothing sadder than a generation of believers that grow up biblically illiterate. Grow up not knowing the truth. Listen, if you don't know the truth of the Word of God, today in a day and age filled with social media, filled with TikTok Christianity, filled with your shorts Christianity where someone jumps up and says something about the Bible on TikTok or on, on your shorts and you, and you grab a hold of a, a what you believe is a biblical truth and you carry it in your life without knowing the truth that's in the Word of God, I tell you, your Christianity is always going to be struggling. Listen, we live in a day and age where, where a TikTok video that goes for 10 seconds seems long. And tedious, and because of that, we don't know truth. As a pastor, my first and foremost job is to tell you to go to the Word of God, to read it, to know it, let it read you. Go to truth. Listen, we need to know truth or we'll never know a lie. We need to know truth or we will always be deceived. So grateful we have our teenagers in the room with us this morning. Usually our teenagers are upstairs. Welcome teenagers. Great having you guys. Listen, this year our, our youth ministry has just made such incredible impact in the young people. We are so proud of our youth and our teenagers and all you guys do. It's such an incredible, incredible thing. But teenagers today, let me encourage you. Know truth. Discover the Word of God. Read the Word of God. When Jesus is speaking, He says, listen, if you, if you are my disciples, you will follow my teachings. But listen, it's impossible to follow Jesus' teachings if you don't know what they are. Come to truth again so you can discover what lies. If you read on in John, uh, Jesus goes on in verse 44 and He says this, you belong to the Father. He's speaking to the Pharisees at the time, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him when he lies he speaks his native language for he is a liar and the father of lies listen as you get to the end of this year sometimes we need to stop and take note are there lies in my thinking has the enemy brought lies to me has he established lies in my heart has he established lies in my mind has he established lies in my language in the way that I speak, the way that I think, the way that my heart feels about life? Has the devil been lying to you about your past? Listen, if you've walked into this room and you don't know Christ and your past is filled with mess, let me tell you, the Bible shows us that the cross and Jesus' work is enough for whatever your past is. It's enough to bring you back to grace, bring you back to redemption, bring you back into Jesus Christ. It is a powerful thing. If you're in this room and you are a believer in this house, the truth is your past has been washed away through the great blood of Jesus Christ. Your past is gone. Jesus' blood is enough and it sets us free into the future. Is He lying to you about your past? Listen, as you take stock at the end of this year, is it lies in you about who you are? Have you got lies about my life, about who I am? Listen, maybe you've grown up in a challenged situation around your family. Maybe you don't know your parents so well. Maybe you don't know where you've come from. But let me tell you something so clearly. If you understand the power of truth, you would come to understand the power of who you are in Jesus Christ. Maybe there's lies in you about who God is. If I understand anything of this generation, that is one of the greatest lies of the devil to continually lie about who God is. Listen, it's not just this generation. We go back into the book of Genesis. What was the very first lie that the enemy brought to humanity? It was a lie about who God was, about who God was to humanity, who God was to Adam, who God was to Eve. It was a lie about God. And I tell you today, he's still lying about who God is. Our God is a great loving redeemer that loves humanity. He doesn't cast judgment. John tells us so clearly he came to give life and life abundant to our worlds. Maybe there's lies in you about your future. Listen, I want to speak to you today about burying those lies, not just shallowly in your life, bury them in Christ so He can bring truth back to who we are. The lies of 2023 need to be dealt with. Here in these last weeks, I trust you can pray and allow God to speak to you so you can walk into a new year with truth evident in your heart, truth ready to bring life and growth into a whole new year. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, Paul writes and he's speaking to the Corinthian church about the battle of life and how we walk through the challenges of our, of our journey. And he says, for we live in a world We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons uh, we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, we have a divine power to demolish strongholds. What's a stronghold? Stronghold is a lie that has got root in your mind and is stuck there. Listen, I watch people battle strongholds of lies. Stronghold of a lie that would speak so deeply into your world that doesn't allow you to think free. Do not enter a new year with strongholds of lies over your mind. Listen, if you have a stronghold of a lie that says chocolate cake is good for you, January's diet plan won't work out so well for you. If you have a stronghold of a lie that says, Jim, Is a guy that sits next to you at work and he will keep you fit. I tell you, next year, fitness regime will not change for your life. And same with the strongholds that go over our minds that really matter. If you have those other strongholds of lies that hold on and you don't deal with, you will continually battle the same things you battled in 2023. He says in verse 5, We demolish arguments. And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What are the lies that need to be taken captive at the end of this year so that you can walk free into a new year? What are the lies? Maybe it's a lie like this. I'm not enough. Listen, I've seen so many people battle with this lie. I'm not enough. This lie causes people to chase fashion. This lie causes people to chase technology. This lie causes people to chase others' opinions of them, to make others think they're something that they're not. This lie of I'm not enough is a stronghold that holds over so many minds. It needs to be broken off and we need, through that stronghold remove something like I am fearfully and wonderfully made as the Psalmist writes in 139 to come over our hearts and over our mind as that lie of I'm not enough gets washed away and a new truth comes to you. I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. I pray that for some of us today, if you feel like you're not enough, that you would lay that down before the cross over the next couple of weeks and bring your mind to the truth that I have been fearfully, And wonderfully made by the hand of God. Maybe you've carried a lie through 2023 that says, I can't. I can't overcome addiction. I can't get through the mess of my marriage. I can't build wealth around my finances. I can't go on and do great things for God. Maybe you've carried that I can't right through this year. That you would stop with that lie and you bring truth to it and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That there would be a new truth as the old stronghold gets broken off and a new truth comes. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Maybe this year there's been a stronghold like this. I've made too many mistakes. I've made too many mistakes this year. I've made too many mistakes in my life. I've made too many mistakes in my past and I can't move on. Listen, I pray you take that stronghold and you bind it and you loose it and bring truth to your life right now. Truth that says things like this. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that you'd take that truth and you'd wash it over this lie that's come. I've made too many mistakes. Listen, this year, maybe you've made a lot. Maybe out of your mouth there's been mess. Maybe in your life there's been mess. Maybe the outworking of who you are there's been mess. But let me say, if you come before the cross, you come before Jesus Christ, confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins, and cleanses from all unrighteousness. Maybe you've dragged this lie through 2023, that my shame is too great. It's a lie of shame. You've carried shame with you. Shame around your life. Shame around your thinking. Shame around your believing. Shame around your actions. Maybe you need to bury that shame really deep in 2023. And allow the truth to come to your life. That I sought the Lord and He answered me. And He delivered me from all of my fears. And He delivered me from all of my shame. As truth comes back to our life. Because we turn our eyes to Jesus. As a writer of Hebrews says in chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. He says, Therefore we also surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. And of sin that so easily ensnared us, and let us run with endurance a race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, lay off every single one of those strongholds that try to gather around our mind, those lies, those deceptions, and let the truth that's in Jesus Christ rise again and walk into a new year. Walk into a new year seeing Jesus at work in our life. The second thing I want to talk to you about is that we would, at the end of this year, deal with a lack of trust. Deal with a lack of trust. Listen, for all of us, lack of trust is something we all battle with. It's a strange thing for us to battle with it, It isn't it? Incredibly weird thing for us to battle with Us, uh, I look in, in the book of Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 1. Uh, the, the children of Israel are about to go into promise and they turn back in fear and not trusting God. And God's response to them and says, and you saw how the Lord your God cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness just as your father cares for his child. Now he brought you to this place. But even after all he did, you refused to trust the Lord your God who goes before you looking for places to camp, guiding you with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. You know, I, I read this story and I, I think on this for a moment. The children of Israel are walking through the wilderness and that night God went before them with fire and they followed him. During the day, he went before them with a cloud and they followed him. And then they get to the place of absolute trust. They say, no, 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 it's too tough. We've got to turn back. Every time I read these stories, we all do. We say, what were they thinking? I know there's believers that say, if there was a pillar of fire right now, I'd, I'd trust God 100%. But let's just think of it as it really is. Can I, can I be honest with us all today? How many of us has God done incredible miracles, yet, next challenge, we don't trust Him again? For the rest of you, super spiritual people that always trust God, you can just switch off. For all of us that aren't liars today, I already addressed that this morning. Let's keep awake to what God's about to say to us. Because we're all just like these guys. We've had God go before us. We've had God do great miracles and we get to our next challenge and trust is the first thing we lack. Fear springs up. Worry springs up. Wanting to go back to our old life. These guys want to go back to an old way of living. Because this is the reality of it. 300 years of slavery led them to a place of just wanting to control what they can control and fear and inability to trust God. Listen, your slavery issues are the same as the children of Israel. Slavery to our failures, slavery to our challenges. They cause our belief systems to be twisted and wrong. They cause the lies of yesterday to speak and to shape our world, shape our thinking. So we struggle to come back to a place of trust. Listen, getting to the end of this year, one of the key things we need to do is stop and say, God, I need to deal with my lack of trust. You know, writing a message like this is painful. As a preacher, it's always difficult when you write this and you know there's been moments this year that I struggle with trust. There's been moments this year, I'd love to say that I always preach out a perfect revelation. But when I write this message and this piece of scripture and this concept right here, I'm writing to myself and God's ministering to me as my pen is hitting the paper. Because we've all struggled with trust this year. We've all had moments when we thought something was going to go this way and it went that. We all had moments when we wanted something to be outworked and we tried to control it and we tried to tell God what to do, but God's saying, I got you, and we didn't want Him to have us. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Lean not to your own understandings and in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. You know what, if we just took one truth from the Word of God and we 100% knit it to our hearts and minds, this truth is the one that would set us free in such a powerful way. This truth right here, that I would trust you and in all my ways I'd acknowledge you. I'd trust you and when I don't understand God, I'd be trusting you. Let's let's just have an honest moment with ourselves. Don't shout out too much. Who here this year didn't understand something and struggled with the lack of understanding around it? Something you faced, a loss you had, an issue you had to walk through, the problems you had to deal with, and I didn't understand. I've had times this year praying with people, with families here in this church, I couldn't give you an answer because I didn't understand. All I could do is point you to trust. And some of those things, listen, I still don't understand. The freeing reality from this Proverbs is the reality that some stuff we don't understand. But if we acknowledge Him and trust Him in it, it's so powerful and so freeing. When we get to the end of this year, can we stop and say, God, there's some stuff. God, some stuff I yelled at you a little bit. There's some stuff I told you. I could do this better than you, God. I could. Yeah, can I have an amen? I heard some laughs for some people that know what I'm saying right now. God, if it was me in charge, stuff would be going on way different. But our deal is not to just tell God what's going on, but to trust Him. And saw Sawyer said this, fighting to hold on to what God said to let go of is an outright denial of His omnipotence. That word, you know what I'm saying? Of His awesomeness. His power and His might. This Almighty God. And saying, Almighty God, I think I could do it better than You. I think I could outwork it better than You. Sometimes we need to just stop at the end of the year and say, God, I didn't trust You. I didn't. And I'm sorry. God, I didn't trust You. And listen. Listen. Sometimes our lack of trust is understandable. In our own minds it is. But with eternal value and an eternal God and a God that understands more than what is really we're understanding in our own lives, sometimes we need to stop and just say, God, I'm, I'm trusting You. And, and if we want to know getting towards the end of this year, if, we're, if we've got that trust thing sorted out, we could ask ourselves probably two questions am I still caught worrying about the issues that I was worrying about? If your answer to that is yes, I'm still caught worrying about that stuff, you're probably not trusting him right. Maybe you can ask the question that flows on from that, is this still causing me deep stress? If the answer to that, it's time to stop or let go and trust him and trust him. Trust him. Trust him about the situations that we're facing with. But listen, we also need to trust him about the things that are in our world. Philippians chapter four verse 19, "And the same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which he has given to us in Christ Jesus. Listen, we have to trust him in situations and circumstances. We also need to trust him with the things that are in our life. The finances, the house that we're believing for, the things, the things. I read this great great quote. How long will you carry the load of possessions on your head when you realize that nothing, no one belongs to you, that you belong to the Lord? That is a freeing thing. The things. Jesus is speaking in Matthew 6. And he makes a powerful statement towards the end of the chapter. And he says, listen, you're worrying about stuff. You're worrying about tomorrow. You're worrying about the things that you have in your life. He says, listen, the, the, the flowers got it sorted out. The birds have got it sorted out. Why is it you that follow me are still worrying about this stuff? What is he trying to say? Listen, the things around your life are overwhelming you. Stop. Trust me. Trust that I've got your best in mind. Trust that I'm leading you to your best. You know what? We also have to trust for the people around us. As I was writing this message, I started just thinking through Christmas. Families. Families. For some of us, families. The people in our world. Unfortunately, we have to see a Christmas. People in our world, Galatians 1.10, Paul writes, You can see that I'm not trying to please you by sweet talk and flattery. No, I'm trying to please God. If I was still trying to please men, I could not be Christ's servant. What a statement. Trust God with your relationships. I read a powerful quote a number of years ago from Dr. Timothy R. Jennings. He said this, free people to think whatever they want about you. What a freeing statement. Just set people free to think whatever they want to think about you and you just trust God and live your life. L- listen, young people, for a moment, if you can grasp this concept, oh, the next 10 years of your life will be so much easier. I know the battle. of being a 15-year-old If we could free ourselves from any worry about anybody else and what they think about us, what a freeing next 10 years to the age of 25 would be for our life. He said, free people to think whatever they want to think about you. You know, there is a great reality that comes in being free. To trust God for who He's created us to be. You know, if we take the truth I said before, that I've been fearfully and wonderfully made, people's words about us would have so much less weight. People's opinions about us would have so much less weight that we could be freed to know who God has created us to be. Trust Him. Trust Him with our lives. Trust Him with our circumstances. Trust Him with our possessions. Trust Him with who He's created us to be and the people around us. You know what, every one of these areas is are so significant in trusting God. But the reality, the number one key way we always must trust God is trust Him with the reality that He wants to heal our hearts. He wants to draw us back into a relationship. He wants to walk closely with us in 2024. He wants to wash away yesterday through the power of His cross. He wants to lead us on into our future. If we trust that, oh, I tell you what, you start at a great foundation point. Because this is the beauty of what Jesus did. This is the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of the reality that we have in Jesus Christ, that we would trust Him at that point. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes as we wrap up here today. Jesus, we thank You. Thank You for the beauty of the cross, the beauty of Your grace, the beauty that You come and take away the mess of our world, the mess of what's gone behind. The mess of what we've had to deal with. The mess of what's been failure sometimes. The mess of heartache. The mess of the disappointments of this year. The mess of the hurt. And it's picked up at Christ. Jesus, we thank you. Your word tells us you're the restorer of the soul. Through your grace, through your love, your mercy, you're a restorer of the soul. this room i want to pray over people today that aren't walking with you jesus that would come through this season to have a great encounter with christ great encounter with you jesus heads are bowed and eyes are closed here in this moment as i lead towards the end of this service if you're here right now and maybe you're not walking with jesus maybe in the past you have known christ you've walked with christ and That seems like the distant past. Maybe you're here today, very first time in church. You don't don't know Jesus. I'm here to tell you the reality is Jesus loves you. Jesus made a way for you through His great cross to walk with you, to redeem you, to heal you, to transform you. If you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Tim, I want to know Jesus. I would love you just to give me a way. Say, yeah, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me right there in in your seat? I'd love to pray for you you like that today down the front. Thank you, young man. Who else this morning says, yeah, Pastor Tim, pray for me today. I want to walk with Jesus. I want to come back to oh, Him. Thank you in the middle. That's wonderful. Anyone else this morning, before we pray, join those two. It's a great moment of opening our lives again to Jesus, to who He is. Thank you, my Jesus. My God, I thank you right now for these two. I thank you, my Jesus, the goodness and your grace and your mercy that washes and heals and delivers, takes away yesterday's failure, takes away the past through the cross, through what you've done. My God, I pray right now you'd wash over these hearts, over these minds today of those that lifted their hand, opened their hearts to you right now. My God, you'd wash over them, even there in their seats. God, you minister. God, over those hearts and minds today, come and move by Your great Holy Spirit. I thank You, my Jesus. I thank You, yesterday has no hold. My God, yesterday has no hold. As the cross comes, my God, it stirs new future. My God, over those lives today, I pray for a fresh storing of the Holy Spirit that would come and wash away the bondage and the, and, and the sin that's so easily ensnared. Release new life today. God, even as a hand was raised, a heart opened to you, a life open to you, great work. My Jesus, I thank you for that. In your mighty name, let's give those people a great big hand.
1: I know this message
0: way. will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.